So, Chris, we're back on County Live. Uh, it, the season is, what, five days old? And it's, <laughs> it's been an interesting journey, both up and down on the roller coaster already. But let's start with Saturday. You know, a, a massive up, the way you would want to start the season, the way you would want to beat an opponent in a local derby. Yeah, we, we spoke, uh, didn't we, a couple of years ago to, uh, to County legend Mike Flynn uh, the, the, on the eve of the season. And he said he wants to hit the ground at 100 miles an hour. And I think that 5-1 win against FC United was the epitome of hitting the ground at 100 miles an hour. Um, we we absolutely blew FC United aside. There was a slight kind of tense moment after half-time when FC United pulled the goal back. And we all know what happened last season when that happened. But Stockport County, they showed the mental growth. They showed the progression that they've made. Um, and they were able to, instead of crumble, build on the, the three goals they'd already got get a couple more and put the game beyond all doubt. And what was the key to the win? What was the firstly what was the key to to the win itself but the key to the absolute dominance as well? For me it was great to see we we've always said that there's been a great attitude around the camp the players get on with one another blah blah blah. But for me it was good to see the individual performances. Sometimes when when you hold team when you when your team's doing really well a couple of players get a free ride and they don't really have to put too much of a shift in. There was 11 candidates for man of the match against FC United. It could have gone to anybody. Uh, and you're looking at players there. There's some players who've come in and they've never played at that ground before. They've never played with Stockport County before. There's other players who've, you know, and everyone knows who I'm talking about, who came in last season and have struggled and fallen out of favour and left the club and come back. It could have gone to any one of them. Sam Minahan deservedly picked it up, but it could have gone to Paul Turnbull. It could have gone to Sam Walker. It could have gone to... Ash Palmer, it could have gone to uh, Frank Mulhern. Anybody on that pitch uh, deserved, you know, there would have been no questions asked from me. Uh, and that was the that was the difference. The, the team played well, but every man stuck to his task, did his job, did what was asked of him. And I think that was where FC United were beaten. Physically, we were quicker than them, we were faster than them, we were stronger than them. But mentally, we, we broke them down because every man stuck to his job, every man did what was asked of him, and FC United couldn't keep up with that. And I listened to you on Imagine, I listened to the second half of the game and I would have said that uh, listening to that on that 45 minutes, Paul Turnbull was a shoo-in from what, from what I was listening to. You know, a fantastic goal, but really dominant performance. And, he, and he's a really key player this season as well. So, so a fantastic performance from him. He's epitomised it, I think, even, and we'll speak about the York game in a moment, even in the frustrations of the York game, it was Paul Turnbull who was leading all over the park. You know, he was getting stuck in doing his job at the back. Uh, he was getting the team up the pitch. He was moving the ball from one third to another, kind of grabbing the game by the scruff of his neck, even having shots fired in um, where, you know, when he had the opportunity. And that, to me, is an all-round complete player. You know, when you look at midfielders these days, it's, it's transfer deadline today, and every midfielder that's been spoken about, it's always a defensive midfielder or a number 10. or You never just hear of a midfielder anymore, a guy who plays in the middle of the pitch and does a bit of everything. And Paul Turnbull did that for me. And... It gives you confidence to your other players. If you've got a guy who's willing to get stuck in at the back, he's got the fitness, he's got the the power to get up the pitch. He's all right, you know. He's not the most skillful of all players, but um, for me, he possesses all the qualities needed for a leader to take a team onto a promotion campaign. And especially a team looking for that new leader with you know new players in the squad and you know um, a few players departed who were you know in that kind of leader bracket. So really important. And great to see Sam got it because, you know, we were 
waiting for him to come back. It what didn't really, you know, didn't really happen for him at the end of the season. It was more of a test for him at the end of the season. So we knew he was going to be firing on all cylinders, and his place wasn't absolutely assured. So mm. great that he had a good game. Yeah, I mean, you you look when a player is out, a player like him, where he relies on that explosive pace and the ability to go through the gears quite quickly. You look at an injury like that, that's a mobility injury, it stops you twisting and turning. Are you going to come back the same player? And as much as everyone likes Sam Minahan as a guy, you know, as a, as a person, he's great to have around the club. But are we going to be able to carry him if he's not coming back from that? Turns out he answered all those questions and then some by winning the, the man of the match in his in the first game of the season um, and just being an absolute terror to the FC United defence for 90, for 90 minutes. He's a guy who uh, showed exactly what Jim Gannon saw in him all those years ago when he brought him in. Um, and again, even even against York, he was providing the, the, the nuisance, the, the menace, if you like, in his game. It's very difficult for even the most experienced of defenders to deal with. Um, he doesn't shy out of a tackle. Uh, you know he's not the biggest guy, but he can stand up for himself. Um, so for Sam, you know Saturday in particular would have been a terrific day. But even Tuesday, even though we, you know, we didn't get the win, and he would have been frustrated about that, as all the players would be. Um, I'm willing to bet he's just happy to be back punching in the squad that he missed so much time from last season. And before we move on to Tuesday, um, just a word about Callum Mantak. You know that's the if you if you're a journalist, you know back of the Stockport Express, the MEN, that's the story. You know, Callum Mantak, what a great story that was. Yeah, uh, it was everything about that. It was the coming on off the bench, um, you know, the, the progressing, the, the catching the eye performance, topped off with that goal. You know, the keeper comes running right out of his goal and it's a lovely little toe poke just over his head. Just keeper's got no chance. He's stuck in no man's land. Use whichever cliche uh, you like. And then the celebration was picture perfect. I think he did three or four backflips and... Uh, then the the whole team are around him, picking him up and kind of chairing him and hoisting him, and that's what football's all about. You know, forget the name, forget the club, forget anything for a moment. If you can capture that moment when you've come back from such a a devastating injury, there must have been a moment. He might not say this, but there must have been a moment when he's looking at himself in the mirror the day or two after that, thinking, "Can I come back for it? You know, is it time I go and get myself another career now? I'm young and, and all the rest of it." But he stuck to his task. Uh, immense credit to Jim Gannon for keeping him, you know, within contact and um, bringing him back when he could. There was competition for Callum. There was other clubs who were looking at Callum. Um, but the guys have got faith in him, and he had faith in the club. Uh, and it was that moment in the sunshine, first day of the season. That is your cherry on top of a, on top of a very nice cake. Yeah, I love goals like that where you've got that second where you're waiting for it. Is it going to go in? And it does. You know, that in, in many ways, that's much better than like a, a worldie which flashes in because you've yeah. got that, that second and then it goes right. So Tuesday night then, back down to earth. Yeah. You know, how did, um, how did that, that go? Well, I only saw the results. So. <laughs> it's a funny one, really, because you, um, you, you take everything into consideration. Uh, and going into the game, you think, well, we couldn't really prepare for this any better. We've just had a thumping 5-1 win. Um, I very much doubt, because it's so early on in the season, the players' focus has been shifted, despite it being a big win. But did they maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit? Did they get a little complacent in the 5-1 game? And But I think ultimately, you've just got to give credit to York City. For 45 minutes, we saw a very, very even tug-of-war. Uh, ben Hinchliffe, um, in the first 10 or 15 minutes, pulls off a penalty save. 
um, down. Good penalty, you know. He, he, Ben's shown why he's consistently number good one. Penalty, better save. Exactly. Um, two minutes later, up the other end, Paul Turnbull. Speaking about before, 20, 25 yards out, pings a shot in, slams off a crossbar. So it was, it was a real kind of one of those games. Could have gone either way. Uh, I said to uh, to John Kieran in the commentary. This is the kind of game where if York go 1-0 in front, we're going to struggle to get back into this. Um, similar to Chorley last year, they're a big physical side. You know, They were very, very keen to let Stockport County know in the first 10 or 15 minutes that they were there. We saw the injury to Scott Duxbury in the first few minutes where he had to limp off because they were letting him know he, that, you know, that they were there. And I don't really... I don't really like that brand of football. I know Jim Gannon doesn't like that brand of football. But at the same time, this is the level we're at. You know, you're not going to get any VAR. You're not going to get any sympathy. Um, this is this is lower level football, lower league level football, where the big hard guys are going to let you know they're there, and they're not going to take any nonsense from you. So for me, a worry, or maybe not a worry at this stage, but more of a concern is how are we going to cope with other teams when they do that? Because York, whereas they do have that in them, they obviously have a good level of ability. They're going to be up the top of the level at the league at the end of the season. Um, but there are going to be teams that don't have that skill. They don't have that composure. All they rely on, you know, you look at your Boston's from previous years. Yeah, and I'd say maybe Curzon Ashton, you know, a very physical side. You're going to get teams like that. Maybe, you know, there's potential for FC United to be like that. And you think, how is Stockport County, you know, at times they look, they played York off the park in the first half. They got the ball down, moved it around. There was uh, a goal. If Matty Warburton had been able to steer it in the goal, uh, although it looked like a handball at the time, it was similar to the Jack Wilshire goal from you know Arsenal all those years ago, where it was lovely one touch, dinking it around the defence. And I thought that's Jim Gannon's answer. That's Stockport County's answer to beating these big physical sides. But ultimately, um, you know, we we weren't able to get the ball over the line, and York City were. And if we come up against a Chorley or a Curzon or whoever who are not quite as finessed as York, but are just as strong and just as athletic and just as ready to let you know they're there, are we going to be able to cope with that? And, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. So that yeah, that that could be a concern. Do you think maybe as well that winning five one on the opening day didn't do that many favours? Not in terms of complacency, but having to work harder for it might have might have prepared them better for the next game. Is there anything in that? Do you think? I'd, I'd be loath to say that because the five one was you know it was just a couple of minutes ago we were saying it was the perfect opening to the season, which it was. You know there will be some people who can who who will ask that question, um, but I think first and foremost it got your new star striker up and running. It got the dream fairy tale with Callum Mantak up and running. It was a big crowd who, in a feel good sunshine day, saw their team brush aside the local opposition. So it it would be hard to to maybe pull a negative out of all that. Um, Potentially, you know, the fact that we even conceded in that game would have left a little bit of a head scratch. But other than that, I think that game was purely positive. There was a great feel about the, about the Stockport County camp going into the York game. Um, but it was a reminder that, you know, this, this league, and I'm loath to say it because it's any league, really, there are tough teams, there are going to be teams who are up at the top from day one. We cast our eyes forward now, and the team we play on Saturday, Southport, are another team who are going to be very similar to York. They're going to be able to get the ball down, move it around, but they're also going to be big and strength and, you know, they're going to be strong and, and, and muscle-bound you off the ball. And come the end of the season, it wouldn't be surprising if the top three was Stockport County, York City and Southport, but who knows in what order. 
Yeah, absolutely. That you know, you look at look at those games now. So uh, you know, the most negative aspect of, of despite in just losing in, in itself, but worried about that physicality. What positives do you take from the from the York game? For me, the the real positive is Ash Palmer and Jordan Keane. Ash Palmer in particular, I like Jordan Keane when he sits back in the defence. I think he, him and Ash Palmer look really, really solid. <coughs> um, those two are going to be tough to break down. Sam Walker was missing against York City, and I think that that just dislodged a little bit of the flow that County had uh, on Saturday, having Sam Walker in the middle of the park. Um, he allowed Jordan Keane to drop back into the defence and, and really tighten things up. With Jordan moving out, you know, it it just kind of disrupted and and made it the fluidity that County had a, a little, a little nullified, if you like. Now, that for me is something that hopefully we're going to see come back. There's you would imagine there's going to be a reshuffle. We've not spoken to Jim yet at this stage, but I can't see Scott Duxbury being fit in time, if I'm honest. Um, so that could be one thing. There is Sam Walker going to have recovered from his his virus, his illness that he had this week. Again, we'll have to wait and see, but. Um, that was probably what was missing and that's what I think we'll need to get back pretty quickly. And yeah, as you say, a bit interesting that, you know, two of the top games come so quickly in the season. And that's, you know, that that's probably working county's favour because whatever happens against Southport, you can you can go and then get on with the rest of the season. Not that, you know, you should treat it so negatively. But of course, also in county's favour is the how well they played against Southport last year, so... Yeah, I mean, everybody remembers that huge scoreline. I mean, a lot of water has passed under the bridge since then. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't think there's any players still at Southport who survived from that from that game. Um, and and it's a new management team there as well. They've they've invested heavily Southport, um, but I think County will look at Southport and think we we are we're a big club in this division, you know. And there are times that you've got to use that. There are times that that can. That that can play negatively against you if, you, if you're going in with the, the Billy Big Boy attitude, and it you know it kind of gets away with you. And there's other times where you need to remember that you're coming up against another title favourite, another promotion contender. Stockport County needs to be able to look in the mirror and say, Do you know what, we're they should fear us. You know, we don't need to go into this game wary of them. Yes, they pose a threat, but so do we. You know, we we've got players like Callum Antak, we've got players like Frank Mulhern, we've got players like Matty Warburton. There are reason that. There is a reason that we're the favourites to win the league. So Southport need to be a little wary of us. So we've talked about a couple of players there, Paul Turnbull and Sam Minahan especially. Are either of those your player of the week across the two games? Who's your player of the week? The player of the week, has to have, we've got to go Carlo Mantak for the, for the fairy, tale, uh, fairy tale story. Um, wish him all the best. You know, It's great to see him. I think he struggled uh, left back on uh, Tuesday night. That's probably not his favoured position. Um, he's clearly more suited to a right-sided role with Sam Minihan, Adam Thomas and Dan Cowan in the squad. I don't know how many times he's going to get that chance, but um, left-back, he, he did a, he did a sufficient job, I think, for most of the game, but, you know, it was a big, big ask. But York, uh, FC United was the game that really captured... He, he will struggle to top that moment in, in the rest of his football career, you know. That could be a moment that in 30, 40 years when he's telling the kids and the grandkids what was your best moments playing football, that that might just be that moment. So for me, we have to give it him. And yeah, we, you know, apologies if this is a funny way around on the podcast, but uh, obviously you're always going to want to hear from Jim first. And But at this stage, you haven't spoken to Jim. Um, but who are you going to be keeping an eye on over the next week? For me, <clears throat> we mentioned both of them there, Jordan Keane and Ash Palmer. 
Uh, it's going to be those two, and it's going to be Frank Mulhern up top because Southport is a big, big ask, as is Geisley. Um, you know, these are strong teams. These are teams who are going to... They're, they're, they're optimistic at the start of the season. Southport not had the best start to the season. They need three points in the bag. So Stockport County now need to prove that they're better in both boxes. They need to be better at the back, and they need to be better up top. So the people you look to are your, well, your new signings, but also your leaders. So we spoke about Turnbull in the middle of the park, but Ash Palmer, Jordan Keane in our box, Frank Mulhern in their box. If those guys do their jobs, we should be talking about six points come this time next week. So three to watch this week. I'm not going to let you do that every week. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'll give you a ride at the start of the season. So 2.45 on Imagine on Saturday. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can hear a full match commentary of Stockport County against Southport with John Kieran and Mr Chris Ridgeway. Chris, thanks. Thank you. I'm not going to be there on Saturday. Oh, you're not there, Saturday. <laughs> but thank you, yeah. Okay.